Hi, you're listening to Screen of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. To another episode of Screen of the Crime. I really thought you were gonna make a joke there. Oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. I forgot that we have our intro like recorded now, so I was like, do I actually have to say this? I could make a joke though. Make a joke. I'll start again. Hi, (laughs) welcome back to another episode of Arrested Development. You're really bad at this. I know. I'm not. I was trying to think of a show that was, like, very random. That was the most random show I could oh, think I, of. I wasn't expecting you to, like, say a show name. I was expecting you to be, like... Maggie See, it's cries hard. into the microphone. <laughs> it's harder than you think. Or, like, endless screaming for 25 minutes, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I thought it would be funny. It's fine. Okay. You really never took an improv class before, I guess. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um... Sorry, I'm going to cough a little bit. <coughs> All right. <laughs> Hope everyone heard that nice and loudly. Um, so, a couple things. I'm going to call this the things I've watched corner. Okay. All right. Um, so, for any of you that um, enjoy the Scream TV show, which I will admit was pretty good. Um, season three came out sometime last week. And I watched all of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of sucked. No. That's, it really sucked? Like, okay. So the thing is, it's none of the same cast, which was so unexpected. Uh-huh. And then Kiki Palmer's in it. And she mentions during one point, really off the cuff, like Randy style, if anyone's seen Scream, mm-hmm. that this is a reboot. Because, like, the yeah. goth girl who's, like, the Randy of the show, uh-huh. um, so she knows everything about horror movies, was, like, trying to get it. But the whole cast is minorities, except for the goth girl, uh-huh. which I think is amazing, and they're lovely, and they're good actors. It has the um, the blue Power Ranger in it. He's also from Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. I don't know his name, but I like him. He's funny. Yeah. And it has, like, Kiki Palmer and then a couple other people. So it's a whole minority cast, so Kiki Palmer's issue was that all horror movies are white people getting murdered and none of them are white so, so it doesn't it, follow the same yeah so it's thing. not yeah. a horror movie well it is a horror movie but she's yeah. saying that they can't follow the same like um kind of stereotypes as a white person horror movie because they're not white people yeah. because she, the goth girl mentioned at one point she's like um you all being black is like really bad because a black person gets killed off first oh yeah but spoilers so if you don't want to hear about this close your ears for the next minute all the black people survive in the end hmm. which is truly great and i love them um the name of the actor that you are always referring to is rj seiler yes him <laughs> The Blue Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figured I'd give his real name. I want to know it, because you talk about the Blue Power Ranger a lot. I think he's a really good actor, especially... I think in Power Rangers, he was a really great actor. Yeah. Because he played, um, like, an autistic kid and stuff. Yeah. And he, no, he was he great. Was great. <laughs> he was great in Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, too. I really love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why Scream 3, the season 
Scream season three sucked so badly mm-hmm. was because it was only six episodes, and everyone died off, like, really quickly, mm-hmm. but, like, there wasn't a lot of character development in, like, any of the characters, oh. and then some of the twists and turns were like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there, there were, like, really good gore. Um, Tyler Posey's in it, Teen Wolf. Um, he, that's good. That's a plus. I was really excited about it, because that's all I had heard about the third season. Mm-hmm. He dies almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Truly upsetting. Yeah. But I did like the, the super diverse cast, and that was fun and stuff. Kiki Palmer played legitimately the same character that she played on Scream Queens. <laughs> Like, I feel like it was a prequel to Scream Queens. I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, her grandmother, like, sends her chainsaws and stuff, and there's a scene. Yeah. She's just, like, practicing pulling the chainsaw from out from under her bed and, like, using it as self-defense. Yeah. And, like, that's legitimately, like, kind of who her character is. Mm Mm-hmm. Except, like, a high schooler. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's that's all about Scream 3? Yeah. All right. Well, we... Together. Together. As a unit. (laughs) Saw... It too. It, it chapter, chapter two. two, and I have some thoughts on it. Also, I don't know. This is just something that you had mentioned earlier. Did you end up listening to the Dead Meat? No. I started listening to it, and I got like eleven minutes in. And you can listen to it because they they love it. They love it. Yeah. James said he likes it even more than the first one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just because after seeing it, I had mixed opinions, but I think... Um, before we start, are we going to spoil it? No. Okay, this is not... Spoiler-free. <laughs> Spoiler-free, so I won't, like... Because it's still, like, pretty freshly out. It came out on Thursday night. Yeah, so it's very... And we're recording on a Monday, so... Yeah. I think I'd give it, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh... So, opinion? I thought it... Pros and cons... Pro's acting was amazing. The way that they went in between past and, like, future and all that was great. Um, Bill Hader absolutely... I love him. ...knocked it out of the park. He's great and amazing. Amazing. Um, This is then... This is kind of a pro and con where they seemed... I I did not read the book, but you have mentioned a lot about the book and I've heard people talk about the book. Mm Mm-hmm. I they added tried to add a lot more from the book into this movie. It's a pronocon because like obviously there's more from the book, but also a lot. Of, I was very confused as someone who did not read the book. Like some of the Are stuff they didn't about, explain. Like the Pennywise thing, like the 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 thing Mike was talking about. I'm talking about. Well, that's one thing. Also, they very briefly, like, I was unclear that they actually did not remember anything from the past. Yeah, that was like unclear. Um, so like there was some stuff that was just unclear, but it's still a good movie. Cons was it was long. It was yeah. It was really. It long. was a 7:30 movie, and we got out at what like 11, 10:50. Yeah, it yeah. was almost. It's almost three hours long. But. We have to also say that there was, like, a lot of trailers before this movie. Yeah, but the, I did... The runtime's 2.45. Two, oh, okay. So, so it's, like it's a three-hour long. Movie. It is long. Um, yeah, it's really long, and I think the only other complaint I would have is that Pennywise was not as scary in this one. I agree. Yeah. I agree he didn't do... I think this one had far less jump scares than the first one. Yeah. This one was, like, more emotional. Yeah, this one was more of a movie than a 
horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a lot of comedy in this one, which was unexpected, but I really liked it. Yeah, no, Because, like, the great. first one had comedy, but this one had, like, the first like one there were comedy. scenes where I laughed. Like, the first one had comedy in the scenes in, like, the way that, like, Stranger Things was funny. Yeah, like how Richie talked and, like, the yeah. little kids cursing and bickering and stuff, and it's adorable. Yeah. But, but then the adults were also funny. Yeah, I, they were great. Yeah. Um, My pros and cons. Pros. I love the Losers Club, and I love them, and they're really great. Um, also, the casting was, like, spot on with almost every person except for... James McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, as Bill. As Bill, because, I mean, clearly they cast him because he's a good actor. Yeah. But he didn't look a lot like his younger self. Especially when you're comparing it to, like, um, everyone else. Like, everyone Eddie? was so... Eddie? Oh, my God. Like, I that was just Eddie growing up. Yeah. <laughs> and Stan, too. Stan was, like, their lips were exactly the yeah. same. It was fucking... Yeah, the casting was unreal. It was amazing. And I love Bev. I wish yeah. they would have done more... With her beginning, because, um, Mm -hmm. in the novel, I will admit, I never finished the novel, um, because I'm lazy. Not because I couldn't read. (laughs) It's a thousand pages, so it is a lot. It's super long, and I did get a long way in. I think they didn't follow the plot of the novel, as far as I'm concerned, how they dealt with Pennywise Mm -hmm. is different in the novel. Yeah, I heard that. It'll be interesting, though. I still have to... I did not listen to all of Dead Meat, but I know Chelsea read it. Yeah. So... I thought they both read it. I might be wrong. Chelsea read it. James did not read it. Oh, okay. Um... But I, uh, Stephen King's in it for like a yeah. There's a like, cameo. Yeah, he talks like he's got like lines. It's not he like, a, like he, you see him for a he second. He does a Maine accent, doesn't he? Well, he has a Maine accent. He does. He's from Maine. Oh, I well, I know he had like a. I he's guess from, a, Stephen King's from Bangor. Yeah, but like I'm thinking of like the like super thick Maine accent that like does he have that? He probably has the accent he used in the movie. Wow. Okay. Didn't know I that. mean Bangor is like. Correct me if I'm wrong if you're from Bangor and you don't have a main accent. But it's not like Portland. It's not like... Like, it's a city. Yeah. But, like, people still have the main accent. Okay. Learn and, like, it explains day. why most of his novels are about, like, areas around Bangor because yeah. those are more uh, rural towns. Like, like where I stayed, Winter Harbor. Yeah. Is only three hours away from Bangor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's in it. I love that man. Um, what do I say? Cons. Um... There was a lot of weird stuff in this. <laughs> like, there's a lot of weird stuff in the book, so, like, I understand what they're going for, like, mm-hmm. what they had to deal with. Um, and, yeah, Pennywise wasn't as scary. Yeah. But <laughs> he was actually quite funny. Yeah, I think, and I think... Uh... I think the issue is, like, the first movie, we had never seen him before, and he's, like, popping up, and he's getting all up in people's faces. Yeah. But this time, they, like... Like, he's, like, we know what he looks like. And also, like, outside of the movie, Pennywise became kind of a meme. That's true. We so kind of seeing Pennywise doing, like, creepy clown stuff is funny. It's not scary. Yeah, when he's like, doing, like, the voice and he's like, are you scared of me? And it's like, no. Yeah. People want to fuck you, Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hate to agree, but that's true. Yeah. And, like, yeah, because I'm thinking of, like, the scenes. Because... Even, like, the first one when he's doing, like, the dancing thing. That was funny. That was funny. I think when I saw it, it was more creepy than funny. Mm-hmm. But then post, like, seeing the movie, and if I rewatched it, it would be funny right now. Yeah. But also there was, like, a lot less jump scares with Pennywise. Yeah. Like, in the first movie, he comes out of the 
the fridge. This time it wasn't Pennywise. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and he, like, there's the projector scene in the first movie. Really, oh, That was super scary. That was so scary. I don't think there was that many jump scares with Pennywise himself. There were some jump scares uh, as Pennywise in a different form. Yeah. Um, but... That, the projector scene, that's that was... That's a great scene. Oh, I, that, like, right now, that just made me want to watch the first one again. Yeah. Ooh. And... From what I've heard, that was the first time the kids had actually seen Pennywise. So those were their real um, reactions. Have you seen that? That I reblogged it on Tumblr, but it was like that. Im- the it's a photo set of uh, Bill Hader seeing. Yeah. He was like laughing with Pennywise, and then he was like talking about the eye thing, and then he, the dude. Because he didn't. Bill Skarsgård can do it in real life, and it just scared yeah. the fuck out of Bill. Yeah. That's funny. I thought it was funny. He like runs away. Anyway, it's a really great movie. I recommend for everyone to see it if you have the time. Um, I really loved it. I think it was really nice. And I think it was a great conclusion to the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it didn't leave me wanting, you know? Also, Ben is Bay. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, he always was. I love that chubby little bastard, but he got hot. Yeah. Anyway, so in honor of seeing It Chapter 2, I've decided to do The Killer Clown, a.k.a. John Wayne Gacy. He is not known as The Killer Clown. I just wanted to... But, yeah. I just wanted to make that comparison here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so this is... Um, oh, there, I talk about rape and homosexuality. So if that makes anyone upset, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy was born on March 17th, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> oh, boy. There's so many serial killers from Chicago. Well, I'm trying to think. Who Name another one. Um, AJ Chomps. He wasn't from Chicago. I know. Either. I just, there was, I just, there were more that I can't remember I, that oh, I have I mean, spoken about. Like, I remember seeing Chicago a lot. Like, if they're from yeah. Chicago, they go. Anyway, um, so according to the book Killer Clown by <laughs> Terry Sullivan and Peter M- Macon, um, Gacy seemed to have a regular childhood with the exception of his turbulent relationship with his father, John Wayne Gacy Sr. All right. Same name. Um, <laughs> the author described the father as an unpleasant, abusive alcoholic prone to physically and verbally assaulting the, his children. So, they describe Gacy as deeply loving his father and wanting desperately to gain his approval and attention, but failing to win him over. Um, Gacy Sr. died on Christmas Day in 1965. Oh, that sucks. When John was... Uh, 22... 23 years old. Oh. Sorry, I had to do that math mentally. Okay. (laughs) If he was born in 42... The guy died in 65. It's not important. Okay. Yeah. After attending four high schools during his senior year and never graduating, Gacy dropped out of school and left Chicago for Las Vegas. Oh, word. Um, While he was there, he worked part-time as a janitor for Palm Mortuary. I think I pronounced that wrong. Like mortuary? Like a dead people place? I think it's mortuary. Okay. Might not be. Okay. I think it's spelled wrong. <laughs> but he was unhappy in Vegas. So he returned to Chicago a few months later. Okay. During the early 1960s, Gacy enrolled in a business college and developed a talent for salesmanship. 
Mm. I don't have that talent. <laughs> he was a born salesman. Um, he could talk his way in and out of practically any situation. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, upon graduating, he went to work as a uh, management trainee at Nunn Bush Shoe Co. in downtown Chicago. Have you heard? No. Okay. <laughs> I have not heard of that. Have you heard? <laughs> yeah. Why, of why, the Nunn Bush Shoe Co.? <laughs> why the fuck you say it like that? <laughs> um, he excelled in his position and within weeks was transferred to Springfield, Illinois. That's the capital of Illinois. Thank you for that fun fact. But I knew that. <laughs> well, I know you knew that, but I'm just clarifying. Did you know Illinois abbreviated looks like it's just a bunch of L's? <laughs> it's I-L-L. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just a bunch of lines. I guess, but like, I was like, Illinois abbreviates like I-L, like this actual abbreviation. I know, but how they abbreviated in this was I-L-L. <laughs> yeah. But, tangent, this one, you know how the capital I looks like a lowercase L? Yeah. Okay. We had, you know, I had to read out loud in high school. Yeah. Well. So oh, no. I had to read Illinois out loud, and she didn't realize that it was I L L. And she was just pronounced it all L's. She's just like, Illinois. It's like, oh no. I feel like the most common, like, mispronunciation of Illinois is people put an S at the end. Illinois? They say Illinois, yeah. People from Indiana tend to do that. Oh. But you guys are so close together. Yeah, but Maybe. we fucking hate each other. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, the Midwest is mean to each other. Uh, and no. everyone's mean to Ohio. Yeah, well, that's like the only. I don't have. I don't think Illinois and Ohio have any specific grudges against each other. The reason I don't like Ohio is because of a sports rivalry from Michigan. So the whole Illinois Ohio thing isn't a thing, but Michigan Ohio is a rivalry. Um. But it's it's. All the rivalries in the Midwest are very sports-based. I was on campus on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was saying that, like, um, my parents built a park in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then the girl that was next to me was like, does Ohio smell like Cheerios? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, that's a thing, right? People think Ohio smells like Cheerios. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I wonder, oh, I wonder if maybe there's the, is, like, Cheerios headquarters there? Maybe. She might have just got the wrong state, too. Yeah. But it was so weird. It was, like, out of the blue. She was like, does Ohio smell like Cheerios? And I was like, oh. (laughs) Because I know there's, like, oh, what factory is it that's by me? Where it's, like, I think there's one where it's, like, I think, like, Nestle has, like, a factory kind of in one of the states. So it's, like, smells really good. But, yeah. Um, Actually, it's Buffalo. Buffalo, the Buffalo Niagara website says, welcome to the city that smells like Cheerios. I think we probably should have known this. (laughs) Whack. Yeah. I want a t-shirt that says, my city smells like Cheerios. Um, they sell it there, that's why I mentioned that. Um. Whack. We should go sometime. Yeah. To Buffalo. To the Cheerios headquarters. It's a plan, we've made it. Um, he... Okay, I'll um, put it on my Google Calendar. So he went to Springfield to manage a men's clothing clothing outlet um, for the company, where he remained employed for nearly a year. Okay. Wow, so long. <laughs> um, shortly after his promotion, he married into a wealthy family and relocated with his new bride to Waterloo, Iowa. Oh, whack. He's moving all around. Yeah. 
1966, at the request of his father-in-law, Gacy took over management of the family's chicken restaurant. Ooh. Now I know what you're wondering. What chicken restaurant? Yeah. It's KFC. Oh. Gacy quickly... Was it like a franchise? Like, I think it's like one of those, like, I'm going to say it's Pizza Hut's or Domino's or whatever, that are like personally owned by people. Yes. A franchise? Yes, a franchise. Yes. <laughs> it's a franchise. <laughs> it's been three years since I learned what that was. <laughs> anyway, it was KFC. Okay. I think that's fun. It's a fun fact about Gacy. Yeah. That he was a... Regional manager, manager of KFC. Of KFC. Yeah. And also a serial killer. Yeah. Did you see Who that? owns your chicken restaurant? Did you see that KFC has vegan chicken now? That's cool. I didn't see that. Yeah. It's like they released it very shortly after Burger King did their whole like impossible whopper thing. Oh, Burger King did that? Dude, I really need to stay up in the game. <laughs> I, yeah. No, because they had the whole like thing that came out about it. I want to try it, but I also really don't care. Yeah. Um, you know what I always say? Fuck vegans. And also, yeah. Um, why wouldn't it, is it, do they just not use, like, milk in the batter and stuff? Do they even use milk? What? I don't oh, know. Oh, are you talking about the chicken or the burger? Because I was like, where is there no, milk? No, no, no. I, I was talking there? about the chicken. Oh, the chicken? I think, it, well, it's the meat is. No, uh, I know, but why wouldn't it just be vegetarian? I mean, it clearly would be vegan. Maybe it, maybe it is vegetarian. It might not be vegan. Well, those are different things. Yeah, I highly doubt it's vegan. It's probably vegetarian. Because, yeah, the batter. This is a liar. But also, I feel like it's irrelevant either way because they fry it in the same oil. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> well, then it's irrelevant. <laughs> no, because I saw, like, a post about it um, on, like, some Instagram. And then, like, someone commented. It was someone I followed. And they commented, hey, you guys are, like, frying in the same oil. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah, it is. So. Okay. Then it's just a soy nugget, whatever. <laughs> We have those at our work. Um, where was I? He quickly became a well-known and liked member of the community, according to later accounts in the Waterloo Courier. Cute. Yeah. Um, the Gacy settled in Waterloo and had two children, a son and a daughter. Gacy worked hard at his KFC franchise. <laughs> but, what is happening outside? Oh, our neighbors upstairs are really loud. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, by loud, I mean they just walk around. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. They're also playing music, but that's oh, the point. I can't hear it. It's fine. You're deaf. Um, but he still found time to, again, join the JCs. And the article I was reading, no exclamation, e- explanation of what the JC was. But I looked it up, and it's the United States Junior Chamber. Oh. Um, so rumors of Gacy's homosexuality began to spread, but did not stop him from being named, quote, outstanding vice president of the Waterloo Jaycees in 1967. Wow. I know, right? What an achievement. Yeah. I'm looking up where Waterloo is. It's in Iowa. Well, I know, but, like, where in Iowa? (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, However, there was a seamer side of J.C. life in Waterloo, a one that involved prostitution, pornography, and drugs, in which Gacy was deeply involved. What? Senior. Uh-huh. Sorry, what? What part was he involved in all of the above, or just, like... Yeah, he was in... It's, like, a CD... 
Yeah. It's like a dark side of the JC. I feel like I've heard this before, but I feel like this is many top, like many organizations slash small towns. Maybe I have heard of it. No, like the whole like, oh, there's a dark underbelly of the town. Yeah. I'm trying to think of where I heard it. (laughs) Shot. Mm hmm. (laughs) Hot fuzz. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. But I was I was going to say Shaun of the Dead, and that's why I but, stopped myself. Yeah. Well, first, because you started saying Shaun, I was like, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's under your bed. <laughs> um, Shaun is her roommate. Yeah. All right. Gacy was cheating on his wife regularly. Next statement. <laughs> Next <laughs> With who? At the, I don't know. Men. Oh. At the same time, Gacy <laughs> opened a club in his basement for the young boys of Waterloo, where he allowed... Them to drink alcohol and make sexual advances towards him. I'm gonna start a club in my basement. Uh, your non-existent basement. Yeah, I have a basement. It's gonna be in my closet. Are you just gonna invite a bunch of young children over? No, I'm not. Okay. I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Oh no! It really has nothing to do with young children. It, I just thought of something. Okay. Well, um, if you forget, I'm gonna be really mad. I won't forget. Okay. It's really not important. Okay. I think I built it up too much. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Gacy's middle class idol uh, in Waterloo came crashing down in March of 1968 when two Waterloo boys, age 16 and 15, accused him of sexually assaulting them. Oh. Which he definitely did. Oh, yeah, I would say, obviously. Um, Gacy professed his innocence, and it appeared that he might beat the charges. But in August of that year, he hired another Waterloo youth to beat up one of his accusers. Oh, my God. The youth was caught and confessed all, and Gacy was arrested. Before the year was out, he was convicted of sodomy, which is, can I just say? Mm-hmm. That just means butt stuff, right? Yes. That's a stupid crap. Well, yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's it's homophobic. Yeah. To men. But anyway, good for him. I love that he's arrested. <clears throat> and sentenced to 10 years in Iowa State Penitentiary. He hasn't killed anyone, has he? No, he just... Sodomized. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was another episode where, like, you were trying to say that and just fucking couldn't... Couldn't say sodomized? Yeah, like, you were, like, going off about how you hated saying it. Oh, I don't like the word. Yeah. Why not say other words? <laughs> um, Gacy's imprisonment was uh, rapidly followed by his wife's petition for divorce. That's fair. Which finalized in what year, Tess? 1969. Oh. I was like, am I supposed to know this? <laughs> if you were paying attention to my <laughs> to my last class, you would know. Um, anyway, he never saw his children again. During his incarceration, Gacy's father died from... Cirrhosis on Christmas Day in 1969. <clears throat> Which is not what the previous text said, but I'm going to ignore it. Okay. <laughs> I got this from multiple articles, and I just realized those are Wait, different dates. I. Hold on. I think I'm so stupid. I'm going to ask a dumb question. We're not talking about John Wayne Gacy Jr., are we? Are we talking about the dad right now? No. We're talking about. Wait. We're talking about John Wayne Gacy. Okay, for some reason, I, like, misheard you right there. I thought you said senior. I was like, wait a second. No, this whole time we've been talking about the son. Okay. That's what I thought, because I thought the dad already died. Well, I mentioned his dad's death before. Yeah. But he had not died until this point. Okay. He's now dead. 
Okay. That's Does it me, matter? That, <laughs> it doesn't matter, but that just threw me off. All right. Um, Gacy was paroled in 1970 after serving 18 months. 18 months on a 10-year sentence! What the... How do you... Why do you get out? Uh, he was just paroled. Oh. You know how parole works. Yeah. Yeah. We all know how the court system is. <laughs> of and course. And jail. <laughs> of course. These are things that I know about. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Next sentence. After Gacy was released, he moved back to Illinois to live with his mother. He successfully hid his criminal record until police began investigating him for his later... What is? I wanted to say it like that. Okay. Gacy moved in with his mother and got a job as chief... Nope. As a chef in the Chicago restaurant. Have you heard? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> the Chicago restaurant? <laughs> he was a chef. Do you know what? You probably don't. Where Where is he located? Chicago. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know what specific I'm going to read some groundbreaking research of my own right now just because I want to know. Just kidding. I'm, gonna, I'm about to give you an address. Okay. <laughs> so in the 1971, um, with his mo- mother's financial assistance, he bought a house on 820, <laughs> 8213 West Summerdale Avenue in an unincorporated area of Northwood Park Township, Cook County, which is surrounded by the northwest side of Chicago neighborhood of Northwood Park. Okay. Was that specific enough for you? Yes, I know where that is. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> anyway, the house had a four-foot-deep crawl space under the floor. Oh, that sounds great for murder. <laughs> <laughs> On February 12th of 1971, Gacy was um, charged with disorderly conduct. A teenage boy claimed that Gacy picked him up and tried to force him into sex. The complaint was dropped when the boy did not appear in court. Mm-mm. Getting away with sexual assault. All right. The Iowa Board of Parole did not learn of this, and Gacy was discharged from parole in October of 1971. So now he's just... He's free. Okay. Okay. On June 22nd, um, 1972, Gacy was arrested again and charged with battery after another young man said that Gacy flashed a sheriff's badge, lured him into Gacy's car, and forced him into sex. The charges were dropped. Getting away with rape. Okay. Next one. On June 1972, Gacy married Carol Hoff, an acquaintance from his teenage years. Hoff and her two daughters moved into the Somerdale Avenue house. Um, in 1975, Gacy started his own business, PDM Contractors, a construction company. At the same time, his marriage began to deteriorate. <laughs> Gacy's sex life came to a halt. With Sorry, the wife? Gacy's. Oh. Yes, with his wife. Okay. Because you know why? Because he's... He was gay. Um, and John Wayne Gacy would go out late and stay out all night. I don't know why I read it. I feel like also, to be fair, he's he might be gay, but he's also a pedophile. <laughs> There's that. There's that as well. I feel like it's also a major component. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the sex life would come to a halt anyway because he doesn't like women, but... Well, yeah. You know. He also likes young men, so... <laughs> he's also a serial rapist. <laughs> yeah. Not a murderer, Anthony. Anyway. Carol Gacy found wallets with IDs from young men lying around. Great. Um, John Gacy began gay... Sorry. Began bringing gay pornography into the house. You're just getting better, John. <laughs> you know you know, it all ends once there's gay porn in the house. The Gacy's divorced in March of 1976. Gacy began, uh, became active in the local Democratic Party. 
first volunteering to clean the party's the clean the party offices. I read that wrong the first time. In 1975 and 1976, he served on the Northwood Park Township Street Lighting Committee. Um, I'm assuming they light streets. He eventually earned the title of precinct captain. Wow. Even though he was brought up on charges of... Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. It's fine. No, it's fine. Um... <clears throat> In this, in this capacity that he had, mm-hmm. he met um, and was photographed with First Lady Rosalind Carter, who was in town for the annual Polish Constitution Day Parade held on May 6, 1978. Mm-hmm. Um, Gacy was directing the parade that year for the third year in a row. Carter posed for a picture with Gacy and autographed the photo to John Gacy. Best wishes, Rosalind Carter. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's like whack. In on the so picture, many levels. Yeah, I know. In the picture, Gacy is wearing an S pen, indicating a person who received special clearance by the United States Secret Service. <laughs> what? Yeah. During, yeah. like, what the fuck? Um, during a, a later search of Gacy's house, um, the uh, the photo was found, and it caused a major embarrassment for the Secret Service. Yeah, and no. They're like, oh, <laughs> oopsie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyway, so let's get to the murders. The murders. Yeah. In July of 1975, one of Gacy's employees, John... I'm going to butcher this last name. Butkovich. Kessie? Butkovich. Butkovich. It's like a Russian. Where? But, Butkovich. Oh, yeah. Butkovich. Weird. He disappeared. <laughs> okay. Um... But I'm gonna call him John. I know that Gacy has the same first name, but I'm just gonna call him John. John had recently left Gacy's employ after an argument um, over back pay um, that John was owed. Mm-hmm. And then John's parents urged the police to check out Gacy, but nothing came of it, and the young man's disappearance went unsolved. In December of 1976, another Gacy employee, Gregory Godzik, disappeared, and his parents asked police to investigate Gacy, one of the last people known to have spoken to the boy. In either case, did the police pursue Gacy, nor did they discover his criminal records. In January 1977, John Sick, an acquaintance of the other John and Godzik and Gacy, disappeared. Later that year, another of Gacy's employees was arrested for stealing gasoline from a station. The car he was driving belonged to Sick. I just realized that three of these people's names are John. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Gacy said that Sick had sold the car to him before leaving town, and the police failed to pursue the matter further. Gacy then started getting tired of digging holes in his crawl space. As we know. It's so hard to hide bodies nowadays. Um, he wanted the space that was available at all times. Um, he hired one of his employees, David Cram, to make more space. Cram also stayed in the spare bedroom in his boss's house. So this so, man stayed in Gacy's house uh-huh. and dug holes in his crawl space. And I don't think Cram knew that there were bodies going in it. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like... Obviously. Anyway, one night, Cram came home from work and found Gacy drunk in his clown costume. You know, what we all do. Um, anyway, so they had a few drinks, and then Gacy tricked Cam Cram into handcuffs. Gacy... <laughs> 
sorry, how he tricks him is he's like, you want to see a magic trick? And then he does the thing with handcuffs to get out. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you want to try? And then he puts him in handcuffs. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty smart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you invented mm-hmm. that. Yeah, okay. Gacy then started growling and began spinning cram around the room screaming, I'm going to rape you. Graham pushed Gracie down. I pronounce that whole thing. Graham pushed Gacy down and somehow grabbed the key and escaped to his room. To his room! In the house! <laughs> anyway. Not all of Gacy's victims died. In March of 1978, Gacy lured Jeffrey Rignall into his car. Uh, Gacy chloroformed the young man, took him back to the ha- his house in Somerdale, raped and tortured him, and then dumped him in Lincoln Park. Is that in Illinois? Lincoln... Yeah, Lincoln Park is... Hold on. Don't point out your map. I'm going this to. is an audio only. It's... I'm showing you, but it's, like, right, like... I don't... How the fuck are you dumping a... Like, I just want to reiterate, that's insane that you would dump a body there because it's literally, like, the most public park in the whole city. Yeah, but people have died in Central Park. I guess, but it's not, as, it's not nearly as big as Central Park. Exactly. <laughs> Police drew blank, but... They're like, who could have done this? You know? Um, but Rignall remembered throughout the chloroform haze of that night a black Oldsmobile, the Kennedy Expressway, and some side streets. He stalked out the exit on the expressway. Uh, sorry. He stalked out the exit on the expressway until he saw the black Oldsmobile, um, which he followed to 8213 West Somerdale. And then a police issued a warrant and arrested Gacy on July 15th. Nice. Um, so he was faced with the trial on battery charges for the Ringnall incident um, when he was arrested in December for the other murders. Okay. So in December of 1977, a 19-year-old man complained that Gacy had kidnapped him. He complained <laughs> that Gacy had kidnapped him at gunpoint and forced him into sex. Yet again, Chicago police took no action. Whack. Robert Priest... Robert Peast, a 15-year-old boy, disappeared on December 11, 1978, from the uh, Des Plaines Pharmacy, where he worked after school. You heard? Des Plaines? Yeah. That's what, yeah. I don't know about that, but... You don't know about the pharmacy? I don't know about the pharmacy. Oh, knows about the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before he vanished, uh, Peast told co-workers he was going to a house on the street to talk to some contractor about a job. Mm. And then he... Um, Gacy had been at the pharmacy that night discussing a remodeling job with the owner. Gacy denied talking to Peace when the the plane, the plane, the plane. It's a really awkward thing to say alone if you're thinking about it. The planes. It's the planes. Yeah. Police called him the next day, but the the planes. Um, police did what Chicago police failed to do and checked Gacy's records, discovering that he had done time for sodomy. <laughs> Just on me. He searched the a search of Gacy's house on December thirteenth turned up some suspicious items: a nineteen seventy five high school class ring, driver's license from other people, <laughs> handcuffs, a two by four with holes drilled in the end, a syringe, clothing too small for Gacy, and a photo receipt from the pharmacy where uh, Peace worked. Detectives noticed an offensive door. Sorry, an offensive odor coming from the crawl space beneath the house. Oh, what could it be? Oh, I don't know. What could it have been? Further investigation revealed Godzik's disappearance. The high school ring was traced to 
sick from Gacy's second wife. They learned of um, the other John. On December 21st, 1978, one of Gacy's employees told the police that Gacy had confessed to more than 30 murders. Shortly thereafter, Gacy was arrested for marijuana possession. What? I know. Things took a turn. (laughs) We found all these bodies, but we also found this bag of weed. Oh my god. Um, Police took out a second warrant, went back to the house on Summerdale, and found human bones in the crawl space. I see. So, like, they... They didn't investigate the odor. Oh, They just... They found weed, though. And they're like, well, we need to search this house more. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, After being informed that he would now face murder charges, Mm -hmm. Gacy confessed to some... 25 to 30 murders, telling investigators that most were buried in the crawl space and on his property and that he threw the, the last five bodies after the crawl space was full off the I-55 bridge into the De Plains River, including uh, that of Peast, the boy <laughs> in the pharmacy. Do you know I-55 I- bridge? Do you know that bridge? Yeah. All right. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> Gacy drew a, a police. A poli- uh, <laughs> Gacy drew police a diagram of his crawl space to show them where the bodies were buried. Um, Gacy told the police that he would pick up male teenage runaways or male prostitutes off the street, take them back to his house, with either promising um, the money for sex or just grab them by force. He picked up at least one of his victims at the bus station. Once they got back to his house, he would handcuff them or tie them up in another way. Gacy would often stick uh, clothing in their mouths to muffle their screams. After this, he would choke them with a rope or a board as he sexually assaulted them. Gacy would also keep the bodies with him for as long as... Sorry. As long as decomposition would allow. Um, The police had already gone back to the house for search for more remains, most under the crawl space. For the next four months, more and more human remains emerged from the house as reporters, TV news crews, and astonished onlookers watched. 29 bodies were found in Gacy's crawl space and on his property between December 1978 and March 1979. The youngest identified victim was Samuel Stapleton and Michael Marino, both 14 years old. The oldest were Russell Nelson and James Mazzara, both 21-year-olds. Eight of the victims were so badly decomposed that they would never identify Robert Peace's body. Oh, that they were never identified. Robert Peace's body was discovered on the banks of the De Plains River on April 9th. Um, the trial. On February 6, 1980, Gacy's trial began in Chicago. During the trial, he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. Oh. Are we ready? However, this plea was rejected. Um... Gacy's lawyer, Sam Amarante, said that Gacy had moments of temporary insanity at the time of each of the 30 murders. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But regained his sanity before and after to lure and dispose of the victims. He went a little crazy for a second there. For like 30 individual times. (laughs) Yeah. All right. He captured a person and was like, I'm about to go crazy. (laughs) <laughs> um, while on trial, Jace, Gacy uh, joked that the only thing he was guilty of was running a cemetery without a license. Whoa. What a fucking bastard. Um, 
At one point of the trial, Gacy's defend- defense also tried to claim that all 33 murders were accidental deaths as part of um, erotic asphyxiation, but the Cook County coroner countered his assertion with evidence of Gacy's claim that Gacy's claim was impossible. Yeah. He's like, 33 people? Oh, they all died from erotic asphyxiation. I just, I don't, I've never learned to stop choking. <laughs> um... Gacy had also made an earlier confession to police and was unable to have this evidence suppressed. Um, He was found guilty on March 13th and sentenced to death. On May 10th of 1994, Gacy was executed at Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill, Illinois by lethal injection. Mm -mm. His last meal um, consisted of a dozen deep-fried shrimp, a bucket of the original recipe chicken from KFC, a pound of fresh strawberries and french fries. He ex- his execution was a minor media sensation. Large crowds of people gathered for execution parties outside the penitentiary, penitentiary, whatever, mm-hmm. with numerous arrests um, for public intoxication, open container violations, and disorderly conduct. Vendors sold Gacy-related t-shirts and other merchandise, and the crowd cheered at the moment when Gacy was pronounced dead. There you go. Yes. Whack. Um, a short tidbit on this. So I, in my early years of true crime, so before freshman year of college, uh-huh. um, was like perusing the documentary section of Cody. Mm-hmm. And I found a documentary that was just like serial killers. And I was like, cool, let's watch it. Right. I watched maybe five minutes of it. Then my dad walked in. But what it was, was this dude was just holding all these like long needle-esque things Uh and he was like these were owned by Gacy he would insert these into like the penises of his victims and then my dad walks in and I'm like I don't know what I'm watching (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but they were like like in the hole it was truly horrific (laughs) for me to watch but definitely for the people to experience yeah well okay yeah yeah. Like he... Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> I never finished the documentary and I never wanted to. It looked shady. Like it didn't seem like a real doc. Like it looked like this man was holding and this dude had a collection of Gacy stuff. And he was like, this yeah. is my Gacy collection. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a little odd. Anyway. Dare I say. It's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um. Also, John... I didn't touch on it, but John Wayne Gacy was a clown. He dressed up as a clown sometimes. <laughs> Great, because that's really what I'm shooting for here. <laughs> he did birthday parties. Okay. So I... This... I, one, kind of just want to talk about this movie, and two, clowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like I don't know what movie you're going to pick. So this movie has absolutely no plot. So it's a great start, because we can really just build off of it. (laughs) Are there clowns in it? Yes. Can I guess? Yes. Is it a horror movie? Yes. And it has no plot? Is it the Terrifier? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) So good. Like, I know you know which one I'm going to fucking pick, because we watched it together. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so this movie... Let me pull up the IMDb, just so I can get some quick fix. Um, came out in 2016, and... It's on Netflix. It is. It's a very... It's like an indie, like, 
not low budget, but like low it budget. It seems low budget. Yeah, it's not like. <laughs> if I'm correct, and I remember what I heard from the Dead Meat podcast when they covered this, the director was originally a makeup artist. Yeah. So it's like if you're really into. Really shitty, but kind of wacky. Slasher films. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a, like, shitty slasher film in the way that, like, a Friday the 13th would be, like, cringy to watch. This one's just, like, like there's no plot. There's no plot. But the, the makeup and gore is, like, is really weird, good. except for the main character. The, He's amazing. Oh, my God. It's, like... Also, there's, um... There's another movie that has the clown in it. Art the Clown. That's Art the Clown. Do you know the movie that he's in that is not the Terrifier? No. Okay. Well, now I have to look it up. Okay. But I watched it. It's like, um... uh, It's not the same actor, though, is it? No, it's a different actor. But I I saw the movie um, at my friend's house um, one night. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, um... There's different stories within it, but Art the Clown shows up in every single one of them. Oh, I'm trying... I know exactly... I, like, I, there's, like, at the end of one, there's a big portrait of Art the Clown. She, like, rips it off as she's getting mm-hmm. murdered. And I yeah. just thought it's really weird, um... Because... Like, this movie's about him, but it doesn't bring it up, the fact that he was in any of the other movies. Yeah. Like, there's real. There's no, like, backstory to him at all. It's called All Hallows' Eve. <gasps> That, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Um, yeah, but so this one, David Howard Thornton, he is the actor who plays Art the Clown. And he's, and he's good. It's the cr- he doesn't speak at all. Yeah, but his like acting is so good. But so basically, like quick rundown of the very little plot in this movie. Um, it's Halloween, and the, there's like two girls and like their friends. Like one of them's like the classic like dumb blonde bimbo type, yeah. and the other one's like not blonde and like is more like she's like not blonde yeah like that's she's um the the bimbo one is like definitely drunk yeah the other one's not as drunk yeah so they're like walking around because they can't drive home and then like they're just walking around like talking about a bunch of bullshit and they go to like a pizza place yeah and then like they they want to sober up yeah and they see the uh art the clown walks in and actually wait there's they whole, see him on the street, and the I'm blonde girl the yells. I, I've listened to the Dead Meat podcast yeah. on this about eight times for no reason. But so they're on the street, and they're walking home, and they get to the car, and the blonde girl's like, Let me drive. And she's like, No, you're too drunk. Yeah. And they're gonna, they're about to turn around mm-hmm. to go to the pizza place. And then they see Art the Clown on the street, and the blonde girl yells at him. Yeah. And she's like, Hey, my friend thinks you're cute. She's, like, heckling the clown, and then, like, the other girl's, like, like bitch, that clown looks scary as fuck. Yeah, but anyways, I forgot the whole, like, prequel part where it's, like, the woman's on the interview show. yeah. There is more plot than I realized. Cool. It's a what? Well, because it's, it would be at the end of the movie. It's, like, a post-prequel prequel. Yeah. It's it's the end of the movie that's just played at the beginning. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, but so basically it's, like, this woman's being interviewed, and she's, like, all deformed and whatever, because, like, there was this, like, big, like, slaughter murder in this town, and it was Art the Clown who did it. So, like, you find, like, so the whole movie's, like, oh, who is, like... What, what is the girl with the deformed face? Which one is she? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's, like, kind of, I guess... Because then at the end she murders the reporter, because the reporter called her ugly. Yeah. It has... No relation. Yeah, it's really irrelevant. That's kind of why I forgot about it. Yeah. But anyways, so 
obviously John Gacy is the clown. Yes. Because, like, duh. Mm-hmm. And then, like, his victims would just be everyone else. There's no, like, this would be, like, kind of the whole serial killer, like, second life sort of situation. I don't, there's no one else I would identify with anyone in this. Yeah. But basically, the whole, like, draw of Terrifier and what makes it really good is the gore, if you're mm. into that. I... Not so much because a little bit of a pussy. They have like a lot of practical effects. Yeah, it, the effects are great. And I really appreciate them, but also I'm just like, there's one, uh, like murder in it that's like absolutely brutal. Yeah, I could not watch it. It's when she gets cut. Right? Yeah, so there's um the blonde bimbo girl. She is stripped naked. She's tied up. So, She's, basically, like, her friend goes to the, like, leaves to go to the bathroom. And, and then you see... In this building. Yeah, and you see Art go in, and he, like, gets in their car, because they're, like, waiting uh, for the other girl's sister to pick them up. Because they have a flat tire. Yeah. And then Art gets in the, And then, like, cuts off, and so you don't know what happened to her. And then, like, she's in the building, and then... Art gets to the brown-haired girl, and she's tied up in a chair. Yeah. And then she wakes up, and her friend... And he, like, whips away a curtain or whatever, and her friend is upside down. Yes. Naked. Yeah. Like, with her kind of spread eagle. Yeah, like, she's upside down, and her legs are, like, individually chained. Yeah. And then he just hand-saws her... Down through... From a vagina... To, like, almost... Like, it hit, I think, like, her face. He doesn't cut her completely in half. Yeah. It, like, I... (laughs) Oh, my God. It was... I did not watch it. I watched it. And the issues I had is there are no bones. Like, I was... Yeah. Like, she has no (laughs) ribcage. Like, her guts just kind of fall out, but she doesn't have a ribcage. And I understand um, practical effects are hard. But also... You, like, see him kind of, like, saw through her ass, and it's just like, oh, why did you have to do that? And her, like, boobs are split open and stuff, and it's yeah. like... It's like, a lot. <laughs> James and Chelsea, they talk about, like, they didn't like it. They didn't, Chelsea doesn't like it at all, because she thinks it's like, um, like, why does she have to be naked? And yeah. Why does she have to be cut through her fucking vagina? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit gratuitous. But the reason... They thought maybe she didn't have clothes on was because of continuity. If you're cutting the clothes in half, the blood has to be the same. Yeah, that's true. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But also. But, like, I still think that the whole setup of it, like, clothes or not, is a bit gratuitous. Yeah, no, I get it. No, so. I understand. Anyways. I think, in the movie, my favorite part is when, like, um, the brown-haired girl, she gets away eventually. Mm-hmm. I think she stabs Art in the leg or something. And he falls down, and she's like, ha ha, got you now. And then he just pulls out a gun and shoots her Yeah, in the head. yeah. And you're like, oh. Because <laughs> this whole time he's using, like, knives and stuff. Yeah, like, you never... And then never... he just whips out a gun. He's just like, boom. And it's kind of like a... It reminds me almost of, like, the, the SNL skit with the, mm, what you say? Yeah. Because he's holding, he's, like, laying on the ground pointing up at her with his yeah. gun. Yeah, and it's, like, to- like, I don't know if I... I think... I don't know if I liked that or not, because I was like, is that, like, really cool? Because it's, like, not... You wouldn't like, expect it, it's against or is the it a cop-out? Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I Because he just whips out, it. he's just like, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> and she's dead. You're like, oh. Uh-huh. So... it's over. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, this whole movie is so absolutely... There's, like, a crazy woman with a doll... Yeah, and then, like, it's, like, the clown has, like, mommy issues. Which, yeah, like, and course... then he also, like, 
he like wears he like cuts off the he kind of like buffalo bills like one of yeah. the ladies and he like walks around it's weird yeah and i don't know like i feel like they only did it for the um the shock value yeah of it cuz he's like completely naked and his he's like tucked yeah. And he's got fake boobs on. And not fake. They're real boobs. He cut them off away. <laughs> Again, Buffalo build. And he's got, like, um, the scalp of one of the girls yeah. here. And he's just kind of strutting around. And it's creepy. Oh, yeah. The, like, the movie is so creepy. But, on like, I just realized this now. But I guess there's, there's no season for horror movies. But it is the season for horror movies. Because it's fall. The season? Oh, yeah. And is it officially fall? Yeah. It's Has cold it out. Has it been fall? Yeah, but I mean... It's not officially fall. It's still technically summer. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow's it's going to be like 86 degrees. What? No. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> God. No, it's going to be hot out tomorrow and the next Ugh. day. Um, but in the end, he it ends up being the sister who's the one that dies. Uh, that one that yeah, survives. I say the two girls that you're with at the beginning, both of them die, and then it's like the sister that comes and like gets them. But she barely lives his he eats her face yeah like the end it's like the cops come in and then and also they're like this one's alive yeah um and also like the end of the movie ends with him like coming back he's like in the morgue because like he gets shot but then he like like is alive yeah so it's like what's the deal i think he's supernatural yeah but like nothing in the movie would show 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 that yeah so also, there's, like, this bug bomb guy there. Yeah. And the whole movie, he's, because, like, the, she goes into the building, and he's like, I'm about to bug bomb this place in about ten minutes, so you better hurry up. And yeah. I really expected the place to get bug bombed. And it never did. It never did. Like, I wanted them to, like, crawl through gas or something. Yeah. It's, again, not a great movie, but also, like... It's weird. Yeah. And it's kind of spooky. <laughs> It's, I'd it's, say... He's definitely creepy. It's, like, the goriest movie I've seen, for sure. Really? I wouldn't say that for me. I don't know which one would be, but... Like, I know they, there's a kill count for it, mm-hmm. and, like, he had to make... There's, like, a... It was, like, a censored, yeah. There's a censored one and an uncensored one because it's super gory, but honestly, I don't think it was that gory. At least for me. Maybe I see a lot of gory things, but honestly, I feel like Scream season three was more gory than the Terrifier. Like there was no like vagina cut down the middle type thing. Yeah. But this one dude gets gutted through an elevator, and then the thing like drags down. I guess yeah, because I'm thinking like you know you think of like Final Destination and all that. Like that's all like gory. I think this is just the main point. The reason why it seems so gory is because that's the only that's thing it's the only got thing going. It's showing you is the gore. Yeah. yeah. There's like nothing else. Yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, uh, the actor for Art the Clown is really good, and like just that character is awesome. Yeah, he's so got this huge smile. It's like really fucking creepy. Yeah, the way they, that he does his makeup, it's like blacks out around his mouth a bunch. But, like, it's the a good... The rest of the acting is shit. Yeah, it's, like, too bad that that character is wasted on this movie, because, like... Yeah. I think there's a Terrifier 2 coming out. I hope so. I hope. I don't know. I don't know. Well, because they'd have a budget now. Would they? Yeah. Oh, Terrifier 2, IMDb. Yep. It's coming out in 2020. Cool. Art the Clown returns! 
Um, and he must hunt down and destroy a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. Why does he have to do that? <laughs> he has to. He just needs to. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, I think because Terrifier kind of got a little bit of cult following, so I think it would have more of a budget. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, a lot of people like know about it now. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it'll be better. Maybe we'll get some real actors in there. Yeah. Not that those women weren't actors, but they really felt like college just revoked them of their rights. On You're the not spot. an actor. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, that wasn't really much of a comparison, but I mean, he's a clown. He but he's a clown, and also like, I don't want to go too deep into that because everything that John Wayne Gacy did was like really fucked up, and there's like oh, yeah. nothing around it. So. Uh huh. No, I get that. Yeah. But I think if anyone, like, lives up to the fucked upness, it would be Art the Clown. I agree. Yeah. No, yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, continue. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I put, like, a donate to the Red Cross to help the Bahamas um, in the description of our last episode. Um, because guess what? Florida didn't get hit. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I saw that. <laughs> Um, so my family's doing great. Um, but please continue donating to the Bahamas, because they really got fucked up by Dorian. Um, is that his name? Yeah. His name. Is that the hurricane's name? Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't have anything else to say that would be relevant, so no. Have a good week. Yeah. Um, nothing? All right. Um, Am I supposed to say No, that? I don't know. I didn't know if you had anything. Oh, no. Um, you should watch It Chapter 2. Yes. Um, we also saw Detective Pikachu, and I don't know if we spoke about that. But it's cute and lovely. <laughs> yeah. We've been seeing a lot of movies lately. Um, yeah. Try not to kill anyone. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.